Markets closed a little bit higher today as they digest the Fed actions and comments. And Janet Yellen, who tanked the market yesterday afternoon by saying that they were not going to issue unlimited insurance for depositors. She kind of backtracks a little bit today by saying that the Treasury is ready to take additional actions if warranted to stabilize banks. So we'll dig into that for a second. In a second, we also have news that Doquan's been arrested and Coinbase has been issued um, a warning about an SEC investigation. So we'll dig into all that. The Dow finished up a 0.23, S&P 0.29, NASDAQ 1%. And it was up as much as 400 points on the Dow today, 1% on the S&P and 2% on the NASDAQ, but the markets backed up and gave up the gains. So what's going on? So the market is still pricing in Fed cuts by the end of the year. The market does not believe that the Fed is going to take rates above 5%. Well, it's 5% now, but they don't, do not do not believe that the Fed's going to hike anymore much. Uh, and and uh, they believe that the Fed's going to back up. So they don't believe the Fed's going to hike, and they do believe the Fed is going to cut rates before the end of the year. So that is what the market is projecting. That's why the markets are remaining strong and um, hanging in there. And the 10-year kind of a little bit flat today the two-year flat, but there's a new inversion of the three-month 10-year. So still a lot of concerns out there about contagion, recession, things like that in the markets. But let's take a look at what Janet Yellen is saying today, basically saying that we have used important tools to quickly act to prevent contagion, and they are tools we could use again, Yellen said today before a House Appropriations Subcommittee, the strong actions we have taken to ensure Americans' deposits are safe, Certainly, we would be prepared to take additional action if warranted, she said. Yesterday, she said, we are not going to guarantee all deposits you know, across the board. And that's because that would require uh, legislation changes. So they can't just blanket issue that guarantee, but they can say what they've said and what Jay Powell reiterated yesterday at his press conference, that the banks are healthy, deposits are safe. So uh, as far as that goes... Uh, it looks like they are not going to let depositors um, suffer. So in other news, more layoffs, Walmart's laying off, um, Amazon's laying off more. Uh, so a lot of job losses out there. But here we go. Montenegro, Doquan. Montenegro officials announced Doquan arrest and Coinbase is uh, Coinbase's potential SEC charges that CNBC is covering in the crypto world right now. But basically what's happening is the SEC has issued a warning to Coinbase that they are uh, investigating and are gonna charge them with listing securities on their platform. So Coinbase, uh, Brian Armstrong put a statement out and said, hey, we're here to cooperate. We're looking forward to the process so that we can put all the cards on the table and put this stuff away and help move regulation forward because there's a big um, discussion going on between what are securities, what are commodities, who is going to regulate those between the CFTC and the SEC. Commodities fall under the CFTC uh, purview and uh, securities fall under the SEC. Right now, the only thing that they all agree is a commodity is Bitcoin uh, because it is digital property, digital gold, if you will. Uh, everything else right now in their view, uh, in terms of the SEC, is being viewed as a commodity, So, or I mean as a security. So that's kind of what's going on there uh, in that world. Let's go ahead and jump into the charts. Well, actually, I know we can probably look at Coinbase or uh, 
probably coin telegraph or one of those and kind of get a little bit of news. But I don't think there's anything new on that um, SEC report uh, as far as Coinbase goes. Yeah, there's nothing really new out there yet with that because, uh, you know, again, it's just a warning. And I think it'll be overall good for the space to get some of these issues resolved to, you know, what is a security, what is a commodity and get those things figured out, who's going to regulate what in the industry so we can get all that stuff clear. And then you can get broad scale adoption once that done, once that is done uh, and get, you know, especially Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, stuff like that listed on some traditional finance exchanges like Schwab, TD Ameritrade, um, Robinhood. I guess you can still buy Bitcoin on Robinhood. I don't know about the rest of the tokens. I don't use Robinhood, but Fidelity, you can buy Bitcoin. I'm not sure about Ethereum on Fidelity, but you can definitely buy Bitcoin now. Um, so I think once we get some, you know, clarity and regulation, it'll, uh, you know, potentially we'll have the opportunity for Bitcoin uh, to be bought and sold with these other exchanges, opening it up to even more people and giving Bitcoin the opportunity to become more mainstream as a store of value uh, for the general population versus, you know, a highly speculative risk asset, which it is right now and is trying to carve its path out of that. But let's take a look at the moving averages right now. This is the uh, Dow um, barely holding on to the 200 day moving average. NASDAQ still above the 200 day S&P. Uh, still kind of hanging above that 200-day again, so that is good. Uh, Bitcoin still well above the 200-day, and what we'll take a look at with Bitcoin is the interesting thing here. Also, we can take a look at the VIX, just kind of hanging out in this region here, trying to figure out what's going on. Just so much volatility out there with everything, and so much uncertainty and options expiries and you know things like that. You know, two-year, ten-year was down today again. Um, let's go ahead and jump into Bitcoin here. Take a look at Bitcoin on the weekly. So right now, Bitcoin is above the 200-week moving average. So that is what you want to see for Bitcoin to you know, continue to kind of consolidate in this region to get set for the next uh, bull run. Potentially going back down, retesting this uh, low is a high probability of happening. But for now, if it can maintain support on that 200-week uh, moving average, then that is a very good sign. And you know, as long as the markets can keep from collapsing, I think Bitcoin has a good chance. But if the markets collapse again and go back and you know test and break the October lows, Bitcoin's going to be right there with it. Uh, it is not going to survive the markets. Even with bank issues, things like that, the general population just is not putting their money into Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin's a risk asset. And as we've seen in recent history, when the markets sold off in 2020, Bitcoin did too. When the markets you know, sold off back here in 2018, Bitcoin did too. And of course, Bitcoin was born out of the 2009 great financial crisis. So it didn't even exist when that happened, but it's followed risk assets pretty much the rest of the time. This is the Gaussian channel on the weekly. This is the weekly Gaussian channel, still rejecting on that midline of the weekly Gaussian channel. We don't know what that means because it's never uh, really happened in the, you know, I mean, it did here and then went to fall off when it was in the green zone before it converted to red. But we've never really seen Bitcoin lose this midline uh, you know, channel in the red, only the lower line of it when it went down and went back down and retested the low back in 2015. But we've never seen it reject the midline on the red channel in its history. So a lot of new stuff happening for Bitcoin uh, in this current cycle, a lot of new stuff happening for the markets in this current cycle. 
just, you know, a lot of unprecedented activity going on. So, um, you know, there's really no guarantees of anything with the way things are going right now. You get a couple of big bank failures, you get, you know, credit markets drying up and then the shadow banking industry. And, you know, let's talk about that for a second, because one of the biggest risks out there that people are now starting to talk about uh, are uh, the shadow banking industry, in addition to consumer credit. So auto loan industry, there's a lot of defaults there. Uh, consumer credit rising, there'll be some defaults there. Uh, potentially any kind of short-term uh, mortgages that were uh, put in place with rates rising will put people under pressure, but I don't think the housing market uh, is going to see any kind of pressure anytime soon because inventories are still down in most areas of the country. Some pockets are correcting. Airbnbs are correcting in some areas. Um, you know, Residential uh, year-round permanent housing is correcting in some areas, but then there's other areas where properties are still selling with multiple offers higher than asking. So in the shadow banking industry, what we're talking about is investment funds, hedge funds, equity funds, uh, pension funds that are lending money to companies, lending money uh, to commercial real estate, you know, things like that. And when those start to crack and implode because rates have gone up, that's where a huge amount of liquidity can be withdrawn from the system where everybody's looking for redemptions. And that will ultimately play back out into the stock market and, you know, create some issues in the economy. So, and blow up a lot of companies and you'll see a lot of job loss, things like that. So the shadow banking industry is a big one. Uh, where there's a lot of concern right now. And then to the banks, the biggest risk to the banks right now is no longer uh, withdrawals, but it is, you know, it's basically um, the commercial real estate exposure. So a lot of the smaller local and regional banks have exposure to commercial real estate. So there's a lot of those that uh, are, you know, having some issues right now around the country. Namely, office is your number one, um, you know, at risk asset type, in the real estate industry right now, office is under the most pressure. And as uh, these leases start to come due here this year into next year, uh, it's gonna be very difficult for um, the owners of those properties because a lot of companies are not renewing their leases because the you know the back to work did not work. Uh, offices are vacant, uh, employees did not wanna go back to work and companies are having a very, very hard time getting employees to go back to work. So they need a fraction of the office space that they had before. So the office sector is still correcting. The multifamily sector is, is under pressure because a lot of the multifamily deals that were bought over the last couple of years were bought at record low cap rates with record low interest rates. And now with interest rates where they are, those properties cannot be refinanced or sold at the values that they were purchased. So um, a lot of multifamily properties um, and assets are under stress right now. And there's a lot of distress in that environment as well. So um, those are the things that are kind of lurking underneath um, behind the scenes where the banking took the forefront of the discussion, the shadow banking and the commercial real estate are the next two areas where you're going to start to see a lot of attention focused on those in the news as more and more stress starts to, um, you know, put cracks in the systems of those uh, markets as well. So those are the things that I'm looking at tomorrow. It's anybody's guess what the markets are going to do tomorrow, but most likely uh, some of this, you know, narrative from the Fed might start to sink into the markets a little bit and see the markets pair, up, pair back a little bit potentially um, with Jay Powell saying, look, the rates are going to stay higher for longer. We're not going to be cutting. We are going to, he, he did say that they, that more raises may not be necessary, but they're going to be data dependent. So it's all going to be depending on inflation and, you know, inflation comes in hot. If jobs come in hot, then you know the Fed is still going to do their 25 basis points. 
and you know the economy is going to still continue to trudge along. The markets are going to still continue to range until uh, we're either through all this and inflation comes down without crashing the economy and without any big market accidents happening, or we get a huge market accident like the potential of bank failures, uh, you know, all across the country. You know, when when companies start, you know, failing and commercial real estate starts uh, coming under serious stress, that could put another shockwave through the markets and create the next leg down to retest those October uh, lows. So those are the things I'm looking at. I'll see you in the next video.